0: Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media, at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. Guys, if you like the content, please consider leaving a review wherever you can. On whatever platform you're listening to, at least rate the show. Even if you don't like it, a rating uh, still pushes the content out there. um, So we can become a bigger part of... Greek football fans and Ike fans, Ike fans, how you feeling today? Disclaimer, I'm not feeling well today. I haven't been feeling well the past couple days. So those of you that have been with me through the long haul, you know I get into a little bit of a coughing spell. I don't know why normal normally why it happens. It's just something I don't know if because I'm trying to talk loud in the microphone or what goes on. uh, But I tend to get into these coughing spells that don't happen during the rest of the day when I'm talking at a normal level. But it could get a little worse today because I've have a sore throat, I've had a cough, uh, gonna try to keep it in a minimum. If I start coughing a lot, I'm gonna try to edit most of it out. Uh, just a disclaimer, and I apologize ahead of time. But how are we feeling today? It's taken me a couple of days to do this podcast simply because gosh, it, I've just been trying to process over the last 48 hours. As I said last week on the pod, I thought our opp- our last opportunity to win this championship had come last week when we should have beat Olympiacos when Panathinaikos dropped points against Bauk at home. And I did not think what happened this past weekend or Monday was going to happen. So, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, what happened. Let's talk about um, just uh, unreal, unreal scenes back in Greece, unreal scenes of of celebration. I'm not going to go as far as the college champions yet. We still need one point. We still need to get the job done, which most likely, all things considering, unless something catastrophic happens. Uh, and let's hope not, because I feel that the stadium would burn down. The brand new stadium would burn down if Volos were able to get the uh, the Diplo in Philadelphia on Sunday. Um, but for right now, I'm not normally superstitious, but I've talked about it before. I can get a little superstitious with uh, when it comes to sports. So I'm just going to call us champions elect. Um Wow. I don't even know how to – I one of the reasons why I haven't recorded on top of being sick and not feeling well is I just needed time to process this. Like, I don't even know where to begin. So let's begin from the beginning of the weekend. You know, the, the reports came out Friday, late Friday, Saturday, I think, that uh, the had players that tested positive for COVID. So the league pushed the match day – pushed it back a day to Monday, which I think that's ridiculous. Look, I'm not trying to take Panathinaikos' side because I've heard all this stuff over the past few days about, you know, Panathinaikos should not have played, Jovanovic went off, which I totally understand from a manager's perspective. Listen, guys, these guys are professionals. These guys were gunning for, for a title. As much as we love our clubs and some of us, like, love them a lot more than we should we're passionate we're fanatical about it i know i i can get that way you guys have seen me get that way both on the podcast and on the social media as much as it means to us I, for me personally i think it means a hundred times more for the players so i can understand mr yovanovich's anger the other day in the press conference after the game with libyakos where he said he had to choose between his players health and Uh, their dreams, and I totally respect that. But at the same time, I'm sorry. This is not an excuse. I had a stomach virus two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, when we played the biggest match of the season against Panathinaikos. We had some of our best players that were out in the match, and our right back got hurt in the match, and we had to put Pineda in, who Almeida at the time was saying uh, probably had the worst symptoms, probably felt the worst, didn't even almost make the game day roster. So I'm sorry about all these, you know, you could say whatever you want. Maybe it's an excuse Panathinaikos fans need. No offense to any Panathinaikos fans. But tough luck. I mean, life's not there. Uh, I know kind of now over the past couple of days that kind of the the bitterness has kind of worn off on Panathinaikos. I mean, um, I didn't watch, obviously, the... Olibiakos Panathinaikos match. Um, but from what I heard that, and from what I saw in the statistics, I mean, you can't be gunning for a championship. I don't care who you're playing against, even if you are playing Olibiakos. And at halftime, I looked at the stats and Olibeacos had five shots with two on target and Panathanacos had one-on-one. On, one on one. Had one shot and one, had two shots and one on target. You can't, go into a match like that that you need to win in in a rival's in your arch rivals uh stadium away match and be that I don't know empathetic uh lethargic now yeah I, I get it guys I've had COVID twice. The worst symptom that I had with COVID, thank God, was this sense of um uh, being lethargic, having no energy whatsoever. Um it was very, very weird. It lasted for a long time, and I get it, one hundred percent. But it, it's also not for me. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse because Ike went through the same thing a couple of weeks ago. So it, I, I feel like that cancels out. Um, but I have to congratulate them. Panathinaikos were a great team. They led the league. They were the most steady club all season long in the Super League. It sucks. I get it for Panathinaikos fans. Um, But look, also, something had to give, guys. Something had to give for either one of these teams to lose or win the title. Panathinaikos, great defensive team. Great defensive year. They were not easy to score on. uh, But at the same time, they also were fifth offensively in attack and goals in the entire league. And I get it. People want to say the old cliche, oh, defense wins championships. True, and I do believe that. I do believe you have to have a decent defense in any sport to win a championship. But at the same time, in football, you have to score goals. You can't go through and play this tiki tiki tsiki bala where you're just passing the ball around and you're not creating uh, opportunities. You're not... For Barnathanagos, that's what it comes down to. And I've been saying this for months that that's the one thing that was concerning for them was the fact they could not put the ball in the back of the net. And you can't always rely on luck. They had tremendous luck, tremendous um, form this year. They seem to get every single break uh, late goals, late penalties um, in games where they really should have lost. You know, in the first game in Los Fotos against Ike where we honestly played better. I mean, all season, West fans want to want to cry about this now, but all season, Banataraquist never scored a goal in all the matches against Ike in open play. The only time they scored a goal was the two penalties they got in the first match in FOTOS on match day four, very early on in the season. That's the only time they scored on Ike. So, I mean, how can you complain about losing a championship when you can't even score on the team that winds up overtaking you? Now, on the flip side, Ike's Achilles heel this whole year is not taking advantage of their chances, and I thought that was ultimately going to cost us our championship. Um, But, you know, hats off to Panathinaikos, especially with, I mean, between all the big sides, they have the fourth budget in the league. Uh, what Jovanovic has been able to do with what very little he was given, I do agree with Panathinaikos fans that there should have been transfers made better transfers made in the january window to kind of replace some players and i'll give this to them i think that i i i thought could have been a difference maker for them i think that if he would have not gotten injured and been there all season he would have been able to give them some games he's got the guy's talented uh it was tough luck for them but that's where you know on the flip side looking at ike that's where our depth has helped us all season long because we've been able to, to call players up, no matter who's been injured. We've had some of our best players injured at some point this season, and some of our best players that that um, not a hundred percent. And then the someone comes off the bench and surprises you. Um, and I've also got. I want to want to give a shout out and respect to the They. I did not think they were going to come out full force like they did against Ike in Nefiladetia last week. I thought that the owners' hatred for one another would kind of take over. I'm not going to say that Olibiakos were going to lay down, but maybe Marinakis was going to say something or team management was going to say something to Olibiakos' manager and say, hey, don't really go for this one. Maybe play some younger players. Um but at the end of the day it's it 's the rivalry that takes over. I mean, how much joy did Olympiacos fans have being the fact that they cost their arch rival um uh, a title honestly and to keep this title drought uh going for Panathinaikos. i mean at the end of the day that 's what that 's what happened um just i was not expecting it things to turn out this way let me get into the match a little bit and then i'll talk about some other things <laughs> for ike ike came out pressuring i mean steven zuber from the very beginning of the match was looking like a man possessed where he was he was going to score he was going to score he looks like he's playing with such a great confidence just looks like a totally different player after he's able to recover from his injury. And in the second half of the season, I think he's the MVP of the of Ike. He scored some monumental goals, some very important goals. I mean, without him, if you really look at it, the goals that he's had that have given us victories, I think it, it tallies up to 15 points. Um, tremendous. Just looked like he was he was going for goal. One little criticism that I have for the great Mateus Almeida, who I'm going to say some nice things about him afterwards, uh, was it did come true that what I talked about last week and what a lot of Ike fans have been wondering is where, why can Van Weert not get on this, not get any playing time? Why can Van Wirt not get on the, on the pitch? Especially last week, they threw Zini on there, uh, which, yes, he might be a great, talented player. We haven't seen much of him yet, and it's good that they're giving him some time with the first team now at the end of the year. Uh, Maybe my only excuse that I could think of was maybe Van Weert was affected by the virus that um, was going through the team last week. And maybe Almeida just thought, okay, I'm going to throw on the youngster because then we is sick and doesn't have any energy. But I mean, look, we've debated about this all season long. We debated about it last week when Levy Garcia missed big opportunities. I truly do believe that it was the virus that affected him. Also, um, obviously he didn't start in this match, um, but you could just tell that the team had low energy um, last week against Because By the end of the match, they were just spent, I think physically, emotionally, um, but van weet just has that classic center forward positioning that classic center forward uh mindset you see that on 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 the the equalizing goal by ike i mean what he did i don't think levy garcia would be able to do honestly levy garcia's talents and his contributions as a center forward are completely different. They're not that refined yet, as uh, Tom Wenwit. with. Um, so I, I wondered. I, I thought to myself, I'm like, if this doesn't work out, Ike's way, and Panathinaikos end up winning this this other match, and Ike, you know, either drop points here or are not the league leaders at the end of at the end of the day. There's going to be a lot to be said about why didn't you throw him on last week against Olympiacos. He just looked. His movement is inside the box. He's just that type of center forward that's in the box that seems to be able to to find um, t- his positioning in the box. That's something that you need as a center forward. As the ball is be either being crossed in off corner kicks, uh, even d- during like a breakaway. Someone that's played that position a lot knows exactly where to put himself. To be able to put the ball in the back of the net, and that's what we saw yesterday from Van Weert, who really could have at least gone uh, another goal um, if if one of his shots didn't hit the post, and really had a couple of other great opportunities. Uh, I've heard it said from Panathinaikos fans that Questa's um, reaction to the to the equalizing goal was um, was weak that he made a mistake. Yeah, a great keeper like Cuesta. I mean, even a few weeks ago when we were playing Adis at home, it Cuesta was was so phenomenal against Ike in that match that it took something. It took Steven Zuber's, one of his best goals in a, in a Ike uniform, to beat him. So that's going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, it, that's the only way you're going to beat a great keeper is either if you have a, a great shot on target where he's not going to be able to get to it or... Keeper or defense make a a big mistake. Um, of course, obviously, did not begin in the best way for Ike, where silly foul was given up. Um, I still think the penalty was kind of soft, but Pineda should never have been in that position. The two center backs, for all the great work they've done all season, and Vida, I mean, he had that block yesterday that was just phenomenal, where he got in front of the player while the player was uh one-on-one against the keeper and I I was kind of pulling my hair and thought oh oh crap this guy's gonna score um Vidal was able to get his leg on it what you know tremendous experience he has stepped up he has done what we hoped Vidal was gonna do coming to this club this season you know I said it at the beginning of the season that this could either go very well or this could be a bust I think it's gone very well bringing that experience with him bringing that uh just that the uh, veteran leadership i mean he even looked at almeida on the bench and said we need help here the defense is struggling in the match because adis were getting behind uh, ike's defense um you know that was the first opportunity that adis really had the first time they really stepped into ike's territory i Ike could really squeeze them in their own half for the first 10-15 minutes of the match and to have them score you were kind of like okay here we go again here here it is um but the team was able to recover. I didn't know if they would recover. I th- obviously, it really helped that within the, the next, I think, uh, six minutes after that's when Van Weert equalized. That really helped because I thought that if we couldn't equalize before the half, then we could be in some trouble in the second half. I-, I would think that the pressure would start to get to the team. Of course, they were able to turn the game upside down in the first half with uh, Van Weert's goal and then Steven Zuber's goal be able to take a 2-1 lead in the halftime. Uh, still kind of nerve-wracking at this point, happy that, you know, looking on the other side of it, that it looked like Panathinaikos wasn't playing very well, that it was nil-nil, but all it takes is a goal either way. To, um, in the last few moments of the game, we just, you know, being a Nike fan, living through all the stuff that I've lived through over the years, the losing the title either equal on points with Olibiakos one year, I think that was oh one, oh two, uh, where we played Olibiakos towards the end of the season. Basically we played the title. Uh we lost four to three in a thrilling match. Um we were able to beat them in the cup that year, but you know, I mean the, the title is what really matters. They both matter, but you guys know what I mean. Um to living through the whole Velmer situation where Olympiakos were able to win the title on uh on paper i've talked about how that shredded my fanhood for a little while uh for actually a, a few years where I, I didn't trust greek football i still don't but you know I'm, I'm able to at least sit back and enjoy it and be able to comprehend the fact that you can't help all the exterior things that happen in greek football off the pitch um, you know, to go from that to go from where we were in the title lead and it was just like a couple of matches before the end. I thought we would win the championship. We couldn't beat Ionikos. uh, had a great counterattack in a match where they beat us one nil, shredding our title hopes again to go to see this team lose their home stadium in their Philadelphia when it was torn down to basically be our the club itself to be refugees once more um, to have to uproot and go play at the desert that, that is Oaka for years um, to surviving through relegation in the beginning of relegation. I didn't live in Greece. Radio was still not very accessible at that time. And I didn't know if this club was going to be able to survive. I didn't know if this club was going to be dismantled. I didn't know if this club was like even going to be able to come through the the ranks again after being relegated to live through all that. And to have so many near misses the past few years, you know, years past. I just, for the last 10 minutes of both of these matches the other day, I thought to myself, something's going to happen. I was telling my brother, who's Bonafinico's fans, we kind of got together afterwards and uh, talked about it. I mean, he was a great sport about it. Uh, you know, I told him, I said, my biggest fear was Adi kept countering and, and they were still fighting uh, and playing good football at this point. They weren't. Playing as hard as I believe they could. Because they didn't have anything. They, first, they didn't have anything to lose. And even if they lost, I think they gave their fans a good show. Their fans were happy with um, with where they finished. Um, I think just Adi just didn't want to get pounded. Um, and make themselves look bad. And I thought to myself, though, as long as the game is within a goal at hand. like I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, it's going to happen. Addies are going to equalize. It's going to be 2-2. And the Panathinaikos are going to put a goal in. And we're going to be back at square root again. And be heartbroken again. Of course that never happened. The sun finally shined on us. We finally got a break that we needed. Um, you know even in 17-18. We were in control the last few weeks of the title. So it was a little bit different than this. I felt like. My entire fanhood as an Ike fan, I had never seen us get breaks like this, like we did the other day. Um, It was very thrilling. I'm still in awe. Like I said, I'm still trying to process everything that's been happening the past 48 hours. I've been consuming all this Ike media anywhere I can or Greek sports media. Uh, Guys, please, if you're in Greece, have a beer uh, to my health, have a chant for me cuz I won't be there. Gosh, if I had the capability to be able to take off and uh be there this weekend, I would do it. Um unfortunately, I don't uh great scenes in Nafplio, I mean, not just in Nafplio, in every corner of Greece, man. Videos I've seen from Rhodes, from Crete Kri- to, Kriti, to y- Yanina to Drama to uh Ceres, every corner the, the Peloponiso every corner of Greece all like do this were celebrating. It was phenomenal to see a thousand like do this at the Macedonia Airport celebrating and then and, and, and cheering for the, the champions elect. Um and then to see five thousand fans at three AM in the morning show up at Elefterios L- Venzelos scenes that uh wow, it's just uh I'm thankful for social media. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I'm not, but in these opportunities, these cases, I really am very thankful for social media. It really has made the world a smaller place because we can share in our joys and this happiness. You know, years ago, I grew up in a time where the only way you could watch Greek football uh, was my uncle, God rest his soul. Uh, He was a huge early back fan. He used to get videotapes from a place in New York shipped down to him and you would watch videos the first Ike match that I remember watching as an Ike fan was Ike Olibiakos in the cup gosh I want to say this was 95 96 and he gave me that tape and that was my only I watched it over and over and over again because it was the only way I could watch Ike back then and then a couple of years later uh due to Satellite TV coming along and the deal that the originally Antenna satellite had made, they brought Greek football uh, abroad, and we're very thankful for that. I mean, but now it's like you can, you can, between YouTube and all the other social media sites, and you know, you can have a connection podcasting. You know, it, it's just been amazing, man. And gosh, just this great joy and jubilation. I went crazy, man. Well. As soon as both final whistles were, over, I was jumping up and down. My two-year-old ran out of his room and looked at me like, dude, like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? Thank God he didn't freak out. But he started jumping up and down. It was a very touching moment, my little hole. Um But, yeah, I cannot wait to, uh, to finally get this one point we need to get this title. I mean, guys, there's nothing else I can say, man. It's just uh, – just pure happiness after, like I said, going through all the struggles with the, with this club and not just thinking about the past, as I said, thinking about the, the the more current years. We've exercised all these demons, guys. It's crazy to me how everything has just come full circle, right? Last year, the game before the last match day, we played in the uh, Vigilidis and the Salniki, that match that I keep talking about, and it's a match that, that that burned me and burned, I think, all Ike fans. And it was just a culmination of how bad the team had been the last few years where we were up 2-0 in complete dominance of that match. And we pissed it away in the last 10, 15 minutes uh, with giving up three goals and being bowed out of Europe, you know... I. I didn't expect this, guys. Honestly, if I could go back to the past and talk to myself and say, you know, hey, man, keep your head up. Next year, you're going to have, you're going to need a point in a Yesofia against Volos to win the title. And you're also in the cup final, you're going to be going for a double. I would have thought, okay, um, I need to like do something because I'm 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 gonna probably be on drugs or heavy alcoholic over the next year because I don't, uh, you're, you're like you have some loose screws in your head, dude. Like, what are you talking about? How are we gonna be going for the double? We just lost a freaking audience This team looks in shambles. Um. So, and another thing is that I want to mention before I get off here, is the past few days. Yes, I've heard you know Ike fans be. Very optimistic about this match day. A lot of Ike fans just said it. They're like, we're, we're going to win the title. I know we're going to win the title. I even had Panathinaikos fans message me and tell me that, uh, you know, you guys are going to win the title. There's no way we're beating back And I said, man, come on, dude. I'm like, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. The other thing that I was afraid of that I heard a lot of Ike fans say is that, you know, uh, there's something to be joyful something to be happy about looking forward to next season if things don't work out our way. But my fear with that is we know we know what getting out of this we are. We know that we can we can be big the biggest crybaby fan base in Greece, in my opinion. Uh I think all football fans can be crybabies at some point, but I think Ike fans take the cake because even after this great win, uh People still had something to complain about, so Mike Finn, so anyway. But the one thing I kept hearing was, oh, yeah, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. The one cliche that I hate about the people say in sports, I told my wife a long time ago, please don't say this to me again. It's the one thing that I freaking hate is, oh, there's always next year. I hate that term. I hate that 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 cliche. I hate people telling me there's always next year because you don't know what next year brings. You don't know what injuries are going to bring, especially in football, you know, where fans are impatient. Management is impatient. Uh, all it takes is for the football manager to lose his, um, his cooler or the locker room and you get two or three bad results. And Almeida can go from hero to zero right away. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, no, I don't want next year. I want it to happen this year, damn it. Like, um, but I do have to agree that I think we're in for a treat. We could possibly be winning a double, which I think if we win a double, Mateus Almeida in my book already would surpass the great Dusan Bajovic. I know it's hard to have good feelings about Bajovic, especially if you're a little older than me and you, and you live through the time where Biovic left and went to Oliviakos and this and that and all the fasaria that happened when he returned. I 100% respect you. I think most Ike fans, if not all, have forgiven him. Uh, for some, I know it's, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to forgive. Um, but if this guy is able to get us our first double after 45 years, I mean, I think eventually, and these are very, I don't want to eat these words, Eventually, I think we're gonna, we're probably gonna build this man a statue. Possibly, uh, no one's bigger than the club, but um, it's just setting up nice things. I can't wait to see Ike play in Europe. If we're able to clinch the title on Sunday, that means even if we bow out of Champions League, even if we bow out of Europa League, we're guaranteed a spot in the in the Conference League group stage. Which means there's gonna be European football next year. For me personally. I want us to go for the Champions League or the Europa League, but I don't think the Conference League will be that. I think the Conference League right now is where Greek football belongs, honestly. I know maybe some people disagree with that, but I think if we, if any team wants to make a lot of noise in Europe, that's where it's at. I think the budgets have gotten so outlandish and crazy in all of Europe. I mean, you got West Ham that's getting ready to play, uh, what is it? um Gosh, is it a semifinal in one of those tournaments, the Europa League or the the Conference League? And they're fighting off relegation in the league, in the the premiership. Now, the premiership is the premiership. It's the biggest, in my opinion, I know some may disagree, it's the biggest league in the world. Um, But if Mateus Almeida is able to pull this off and get us the double, man, how insane would that be? His first year here, he's completely changed the culture of this team. Oh, gosh, I mean, and we have a better chance of getting the double this year than we did in seventeen eighteen. Seventeen eighteen, the team had already started to fall apart. I mean, Manolo was already one foot out the door. Lazaro Cristobalopolo, who we all at that time, even though some of us might not like him today. We all fell in love with him at that time. He had his best year as a footballer, period, uh, with with that Ike team. Um, he could definitely be in the conversation of being the MVP of that season. Uh, he had already agreed to terms with Olympiacos to leaving Ike for our rivals. Uh, the team was in shambles. Um, now we have one more demon to exercise. We lost three straight Cups against Balk, this is the last hurdle win the league title on sunday and then bring us home the cup on on uh, whenever the hell that that match is gonna take place uh that's all i have to say guys um just enjoy it if you live in greece if you live in areas where there's big greek populations get out celebrate take a shot drink a beer in my name Pesta en a forza for the crazy Ike fan. Guys, it I appreciate all of you, whether you're an Ike fan or not. I want you to know this has been a wild ride with a lot of us ups and downs this first year that I've been doing this podcast. Um, But it's amazing to have started this podcast honestly and have it come full circle the other day again with the whole Adi's debacle. Like after that, I told my wife, I said, I'm so distraught and stressed about this club that I want to vent my frustration. I want to like just get it out of me you know my I would vent to her but she would look at me like I was crazy like whatever dude like I've never followed football my entire life like I have no idea what you're talking about but I love you and I'm gonna listen to you vent because that's what spouses do. Uh, of course, when she vents to me about things that I don't particularly care about, I still listen to her. so it goes both ways. But for it to come full circle and to beat Adis essentially to to take the lead of the table, um, and just to have this, you know, I thought it was going to be just, uh, and that's why I call this the the crazy Ike fan. I even wanted to call it the angry Ike fan because I thought things were going to continue to spiral out of control. Uh, congrats to Milisani. Congrats to. Everyone at the, the, the back office, the front office that has made this team possible. I mean, and to see the emotion and just the pure emotion on de panagotic. I know many of you Ike fans have seen that video. That that was very touching. That was very touching, guys, because at the end of the day, we could say whatever we want. We could get on the radio. I could get on here and rant and call people names and do things. They're still human beings. And I get it. When you're in this type of field, when you're either a, a sports reporter, a player, you know, if you're involved in a club somehow, then you have to be open to criticism and to, to take all the criticism this guy has taken over the past couple of years, especially after the fiasco of the January transfer window of last year of 2022. Uh, to see it come for him first, full full circle. And to see that type of emotion from him, this guy cares. And he really cares. And hats off to him. Thank you to everyone in the Ike organization. I doubt anyone's going to hear this. Thank you to all you fans again. I love each and every one of you. I love doing this podcast. It's been a, a such a great year. I'm not ending the the, the year by any means. I'll be back um, at least until after the, the cup final. But forza, I got up and yeah... And not to jinx it, but I have a feeling that Sunday afternoon, American time, Sunday early morning, Australian time. Some of my friends in Australia that have to get up at 3 a.m. and watch these matches. Uh, the party is going to continue all night. I have a feeling in that Philadelphia and in every corner of Elada, every corner of the freaking globe. I Forza, I got uh, just enjoy it, guys, and I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>